The Ohima Health and Wellness Podcast is a place created for people to share their experiences and lives that can include triggering and sensitive topics, such as different types of abuse, such as racism, sexism, substance abuse, classism, etc. The content in the podcast and on our webpage are not intended to constitute or be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your therapist or other qualified mental health professionals with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you have heard on the podcast or on our website. We aim to create a safe and brave space that prides itself in the inclusivity of Black, Indigenous women of color. Thank you for your time and continued participation and support. Now let's get into the show. Our guest for today's episode is Catherine Cat. Hey, Parpana. She's the interim director of the Strategic Asian and Pacific Islander Retention Initiative at UC Davis. She's a Panay scholar activist whose advising philosophy is informed by critical race and equity-based approach. Cat is a UC Davis alumni who holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Asian American Studies and Sociology and a Master's of Arts in Educational Leadership and policy studies from Sacramento State University. She has also worked in higher education for over 13 years in dedication to the advancement of historically marginalized and underrepresented student scholars. Thank you, Kat, for joining us. Hey, what's up, Hey, hey. I would also just like to note that Kat is one of my BFFs for life. What? Love you, girl. Love you too. Yes. Cat <laughs> <Not> squared. <laughs> so how are you? What's going on? How are you? I'm good. You know, just really happy uh, to have the privilege to have a conversation here with you all. Um, talking about health, wellness, identity, diversity, everything in between, maybe slip in some Sailor Moon conversations here. <laughs> I know like the thing is Avatar or whatever, but that wouldn't happen without Sailor Moon first, okay? You know, that's right. <laughs> no history, that. no self, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna need mm-hmm. to know all the deets about Sailor Moon. That That's, uh, that's like my top priority with this right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... So Kat, how does your health and wellness journey look right now? Yeah, that's that's such a great um, and heavy question, right? Um, and I really thank you for asking that, Mitra, because um, as someone who identifies as Asian um, and holds cultural identities as Pacific Islander, um, I think about my health and wellness a lot as it relates to um, identities and how mm-hmm. they intersect. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm also someone who I who um, performs as a woman. I do identify as a cisgender woman. Um, and so what has happened with my community since the Atlanta massacre has been really heavy mm-hmm. and has really brought up a lot 
of mm-hmm. trauma, a lot of like reflection, a lot of needed healing uh, for my community. Um, so that's kind of a lot of, of what has really dictated, anchored some of the things that I reflect on as an Asian woman, um, as a woman, a woman of color. Uh, and then it's layered with the work that I do, right? <laughs> yeah. Asian Pacific Islander retention. What does that even mean? Um, Mm. So, so it's something I can't like divorce from who I am as an individual. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's really helpful to have conversations with folks who either share these identities or are interested in supporting folks who uh, might carry these identities. Right. Yeah. So I, I often think about too, like, in, in saying Asian and Pacific Islander, like I often struggle with what does that even mm. mean? Uh, and mm. I'm, I'm someone who, who is that. Uh, so mm-hmm. as folks here who might be Asian and or Pacific Islander or might have folks in their communities who carry those identities, like what might that mean for you all? Or what do you even think of that API or this, this notion of being Asian or Pacific Islander. I do really like that you brought that up because as someone who is multi-ethnic and part of my identity is in the Swana region, I too like have asked myself like, okay, like, can I identify as also Asian, you know? And I've had multiple conversations with other folks who who also um, identify as like part Swana or like, you know, part of that region and we've gotten into these deep discussions about it where some folks are like yeah I do consider myself Asian but I know but kind of like I know when it's appropriate for me to identify that way which I found really interesting because I think it's all about I mean at the end of the day we want to feel safe in spaces right and we want to and we also don't want to offend other folks or you know make folks feel like no I you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to get into these, these issues with folks, like with making them feel like we are claiming something that they don't feel we can, because maybe for whatever reason, I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but (laughs) Um, yeah. No, this is like really great, your reflection, because it really makes me think about like, the sense of belonging and who gets to right. say like you are API, yeah. you are SWANA, you are NHPI, where what are even are these acronyms, which are such like gatekeeping mechanisms. Right. Um, right. And then just for you know inclusivity's sake, uh SWANA, which I believe stands for South, Southwest Asian yeah. and North African. Yeah. Um, and then NHPI is Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander. And then, of course, we have API, which is Asian Pacific Islander, all of our favorites. <laughs> That's me being sarcastic, by the way. <laughs> um, are just these acronyms that we have to, to use in order to distinguish, figure out, understand, like, culture, community, find a sense of belonging, but then... Like, who gets to say, you are SWANA, you are NHPI, you know, all of that. Um, And I really appreciate, like, this 
the way that you describe it, like, am I enough? Like, do I get to be part of that? And also, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, And that's such a point of contention for us folks, especially those of us who are multiracial, multi-ethnic. I'm also identify as multiracial, multi-ethnic. Um, our family definitely experienced and are products of, you know, anti-misogenation laws here in the U.S., which basically said, you know, you as, an, a, as a white American person, you cannot marry a person of color. And if you do, you're going to be stripped of your citizenship and your privileges as a citizen. Uh, so our relatives at the time had to make these conscious, very political and um, harmful decisions of how they had to even love, <laughs> right? In order to just wow. be together. I, um, yeah, that's, I love that you brought that up because actually my mom's parents had to get married somewhere else because they weren't allowed to get married here. My grandpa being black and my grandma being Native American and yeah. Spanish and it was, yeah, my mom told me that story. So like you saying that just brought up all these like memories of my mom talking to me about this. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like something I appreciate about my humongous, predominantly Filipino Catholic, pseudo practicing Catholic family is that we are very multi-ethnic, multiracial. And that's never been, I think, (laughs) a barrier or a challenge, right? And I see this across like my community, my friend groups who do find partners across different cultures, across different communities. And that's definitely a privilege that I have, that if I were to go to my parents and say, you know, I love this person and they're of this different community, race, culture, that they're, Mm. I can know that they're probably going to be okay with it. They'll probably be like, all right, that's cool. What do they eat? My parents (laughs) are extremely food driven. For sure, my dad, like tangent, when I graduated, my sister and I graduated um, and we were having this graduation party and I had to tell my dad, like, you know, I have friends who are vegetarian and he was like, oh, <laughs> so cute. what do I feed them? I'm like, you know, they're vegetarian, they eat. And he's like, so do they eat seafood? <laughs> That's not what vegetarians are, dad. He's like, but do they eat seafood? <laughs> Like he was so confused. Um, but anyhow, you know, and I recognize that that is a huge privilege of mine, uh, but that wasn't always the case uh, for fat, my ancestors, my elders. It's certainly not the case mm-hmm. for, you know, some of my community, my friends. So, you know, uh, definitely some things that I think about. And there are other challenges yeah. and things that I face as a person with the identities that I have have as an Asian woman as a woman right yeah I'm even wondering now if you could talk a little bit about kind of you know those challenges and how it impacted your health and your mental wellness too as well um and what drives you to do what you do Uh, yeah thanks for that Kat so some of the things that I think about as an Asian woman and I think many women experience this, but from the, my jumping off point as an Asian woman, mm-hmm. I understand and recognize I am not ethnically mm-hmm. Pacific Islander, but I have some shared experiences 
with a Pacific Islander mm-hmm. culture. And that is very yes. important to say. No, I get it. Yeah. No, I get it. It's like me. It's like I'm Ghanaian, but maybe I share some identities or some things with maybe Black Americans or mm-hmm. with even within the mm-hmm. diaspora, right? Um, with Nigerian American or yeah. Nigerians, I should say, or those who are from the Caribbean. So like, I get it. So it's it's like, we're, it's a shared experience, but we're yeah. all so different. So I, I think I think that's what you're trying to say. Right, right. Yeah, and the reason I, it's important for me to say that, and, and I'm sorry I'm deviating mm-hmm. from your question, but I think it still relates is because, you know, um, the Pacific Islander experience is extremely different from the Asian experience, from the Asian American experience. Our identities across the diaspora are not monolithic. And this does very much relate to yeah. health and wellness. Um, and what it does is that it creates this very like invisible experience for Pacific Islander people. Um, when you see that acronym API, what it really means is that A, because it doesn't really include Pacific Islander people and that creates a lot of violence and it creates yeah. a lot of harm. And so it's important for me to recognize and voice that I know I am not ethnically Pacific Islander, um, but I do share experiences culturally that are similar to Pacific Islander folks uh, because I do not want to appropriate mm but appreciate the things that we do share across the diasporas. Because I think about what's happening right right now uh, with my siblings in Hawaii, across the ocean because of climate change, like folks are being (laughs) fine because they can't drink water as residents of Hawaii, as natives of Hawaii because tourists are there. And they need to make sure that the tourists have water, uh, which is really fucked up. Uh, Climate change is making the water, the ocean levels rise and it's literally swallowing like the land nations, island nations of the Pacifica uh, regions. And that's really fucked up. But you know, our billionaires Mm want to go to space. So like, these these are the reasons why it's really important to make that connection um, and honor the differences across our communities. Because I think about uh, loved ones who really love to say, I'm Pacific Islander, like I'm about about it, you know, and they'll sport, they'll sport the culture, um, they'll go on vacation. uh, But when it really comes down to like, you know, wanting to advocate for Manukea as an example, or mm-hmm. the needs mm-hmm. of the houseless folks on an island, they're not there. Mm-hmm. These folks don't show up. And I think about how that's similar to like anti-Blackness in the Asian community and how that impacts mm-hmm. health and wellness as well. How Asian folks are really about about it, right? They want to play that music and and dress in the style but like when it Mm. comes down to it are you really there at those Mm -hmm. rallies are you really there like showing up for your you know black siblings and siblings of color like no you're not not always uh and that impacts health and wellness um broadly and certainly mine um 
And I know I went on this super huge long tangent, but it's really important to like talk about these things and express, you know, awareness or where, where, where mm-hmm. you are learning and still learning as someone who, you know, carries privilege, doesn't carry privilege, might have power, is trying to gain power, works in institutions that marginalize people as an educator. No, I love, I don't think it was a tangent. I think it was all appropriate and necessary and really touches on like the nuances of identity, you know, and, and especially multi-ethnic, multi-racial identity, which, yeah, there was a lot you were saying, even though like we're different, like, multi-ethnic, multi-racial cultures, I, I can also relate to a lot of what you're saying, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's tough, right? I mean, for me, like, I want to be happy for my loved ones who are able to finally go mm-hmm. out, live their life. We've been a, in a pandemic for however long. We're all stressed out. We just want to get that vitamin D and <laughs> be outside mm-hmm. of our box. But yeah. at what expense? Right. At the expense of what of literal uh, people like livelihoods of people, Mm. a potential like genocide Mm -hmm. of folks. uh, It's not right. And Mm -hmm. us as people of Mm -hmm. color, we don't Mm -hmm. get a pass. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I see people traveling to different places and and like people are saying don't come. (laughs) And now we have the Delta variant and that's even. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this Delta variant, right? I mean, I don't know about y'all, but with the rise of, of Asian hate crimes or anti-Asian violence, mm. I never stopped wearing Me neither. masks. Mm-hmm. And as someone who presents as Asian, uh, you know, ambiguously, but m- most people can figure out I'm an Asian person and I wear a mask. Um, I feel so compelled oh. to be like, well, I'm coughing because I have allergies or I, yeah. I wear a mask, but I'm vaccinated, right? Because I'm anxious that, you know, people are going to look at me and be like, oh. oh, you are the reason we have yeah. this. And I shouldn't have to think that way, but because of what has happened, like this, this is the reality that I navigate, right? Um, and then added to that, the mm. targeted violence mm-hmm. to Asian women. And I'm an Asian woman. I used to walk down the streets <laughs> like I knew something about life. <laughs> and I would have Kat walk around with me and then, you know, whoever walked yeah. around with me, like Sacramento ain't nothing. I can't do that anymore. Like that's, mm. that's not safe for me anymore. And I don't know that I'll ever be able to like mm. feel okay doing that anymore. Mm. Um, yeah sans mask or or not I do have a question about that and I think it definitely impacts my mental health as a black woman because I usually don't like going to places Mm -hmm. by myself or even like it's I don't know also maybe it's my upbringing but I never like going to places by myself I never liked you know walking down the street by myself I've had to explain this to my uh my husband Mm -hmm. who's a white man that like it could be like, you can just go by yourself, but during certain times of the day, I would, but some, but after a certain period of time, I'm like, mm. I'm not going by myself to do this. 
And like, he had to really experience it with me to see it. But do you feel that way? Have you, is it just a thing that's happening? Do you think now? Or like, was this always your awareness? And like, how did that really impact you mentally and even physically? Yeah, um, I think I was definitely a lot more reckless Mm. about walking around for me it's specific places living too. In yeah midtown. like I think midtown I would have been like okay at least yeah. I'm with somebody or like even if I'm by myself it's midtown it's quote unquote liberal but yeah. then certain places like but, where the suburbs mm-hmm. are like mm, can't catch me outside <laughs> in the suburbs I know <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> no but that's, mm-hmm. that's super real I mean I would say when I was living in Midtown, you know, I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I was really confident. I didn't really, it never even crossed Mm. my mind. Uh, And I'll say, like, to provide context, where I lived in Midtown uh, is the gay district, uh, the Lavender District. So I felt a sense of safety because of that. Um, I was extremely familiar mm-hmm. with the area. So that familiarity gave me a sense of, of safety as well. Um, but I would say I was reckless. Yeah, I would walk home from the bars by myself thinking like nothing's gonna happen to me. Like I would have my, you know, street vendor <laughs> food walking around like I'm gonna go home mm-hmm. and like pass out with my French fries, whatever I was eating. <laughs> And everything would be okay. Um, <clears throat> and I and that all definitely mm. changed for me uh, after like a most recent uh, relationship dissolved and then within this COVID year because of all of the trauma attached to those two separate things, right? Um, and it's it's an overwhelming feeling to to have that sense of agency taken away from you uh, that you can't just go walking around uh, by yourself. Definitely now I don't feel as anxious about it, but I don't know that I could do that in the mm-hmm. evening uh, by myself. I haven't mm-hmm. tried that yet. Can't catch me doing it. No. Then I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh mm-hmm. man. Plus like that Delta. That Delta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so with all this kind of going on with everything, you know, just maybe we can bring it back to that original question. So on your mental health and wellness, physical health and wellness, like how has that impacted you? Yeah. So in terms of physical health and wellness, I would say that uh, cumulatively with Mm -hmm. COVID hitting and uh, the very particular impact to Asian women and how that's impacted me as Mm. an Asian woman and all the identities I hold. Um, I'm anxious. I'm definitely anxious. I was already someone who was diagnosed with anxiety and depression before Mm. COVID hit. Um, And so I would say I've had to learn different coping mechanisms uh, to manage um, how I've I've grown with my anxiety and depression, right? Because I don't think that it really has gone away for me. It's just evolved mm. with me. <laughs> so I have to now evolve mm-hmm. with it, right? Um, and what's really helped is uh, I've had like a core group of friends. Uh, we call, we've called ourselves a squad and it's mm-hmm. changed a little bit throughout <laughs> the 
the mm-hmm. quarantine time, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay because change is good. Uh, but that core group has really helped ground me through so much significant change that has that has happened for me, um, which has helped because I I really don't like leaving my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my the the place that I live in now, which I share with my sister, which has been a great help too. Uh, but just leaving my room has been something that I don't often do just because of that added sense right. of security and not really wanting to just know yet what the world has turned into since it's opened up. Cause I don't think we should have ever opened up yet as made evident by this Delta variant. Like I'm okay. meet going to see like close friends and that loved know ones. Mm-hmm. Um, a big yeah, and knowing potentially that folks are vaccinated, but even when I went and had a trip to Los Angeles in June uh, for uh, work and family related um, trip, that was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I immediately was like, I need to get tested. Oh my gosh, do I have anything? Like, it's a lot of anxiety, right? Um, it's too, it's a lot. And so I just feel like, I'm just going to hang out in my room. Nothing's going to hurt me here. <laughs> uh, it's like that movie Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. I remember that. Um, and I do. I think it's based on a real person, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Um, and I think it's based on a real Yeah. I think so. And I've never been like a germaphobe, nothing like that. I am very type A though. And I'm proud of that part of my identity. <laughs> uh, but like, I, it's, it's not about me needing to be clean, but it's more of just like, like, I don't want to get yeah. sick because I get sick really easily anyway. I'm clumsy. Like, <laughs> you cannot trust me to even walk. I will hurt myself. <laughs> like, that's, that's the kind of like, fear that I'm place of fear that I'm coming I really like what you said about kind of growing I don't I don't want to say I I'm probably not saying the exact word you used but I liked what you said about kind of like evolving with like your anxiety and depression and learning new ways to cope because I think that's like such a great way of approaching it you know um I don't know I just want to say that very therapisty of me but I really liked the way that you said that. I was like, I love that just like way of approaching it. It's it's really healthy. Yeah, thank you. Cause I I I really had to be honest with myself about like you need to have boundaries and it's yeah, okay to have absolutely. boundaries. And sometimes folks won't receive your boundaries well and you'll you just have to be okay with that. And Sometimes you're not going to have yeah. good days on your healing journey. <laughs> and sometimes those non-good days looks like you just festering yeah. in your room and that's okay. And sometimes those not good days looks like eating a yeah. lot of ice cream and that's okay. Um, or sometimes you're having like a string of really, yeah. really good days uh, where you like hey. on your lashes, you feel good. You go outside, you walk around, and you're like, it's hot. Why did I go outside? You're sweating. <laughs> oh, also, for those of you, we're in Northern California, where we are in NorCal, um, there's no breeze. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you go outside, and it's just heat. And like last week, it was like 109, I think. 
And then I went into my car. Oh, no, honey. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Well, is I'm in now? Southern oh, California, no. but it's also too hot over here. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just California. No, but at least Southern California, I feel like there's okay. a little bit of a breeze. Unless when? Are changing, I'm like, when is there a breeze? But- no, no, because you guys are oh, by the beach, right. so there's like, usually like a nice, I'm like a East, like. It, there's no I'm wind. In it's East just LA a, now, though. I'm <laughs> in Northeast LA, so I'm not near the beach. Oh, it's then hot. it's gonna be. It's very, yeah, very it's hot. hot. It's hot. <laughs> and I used yeah. to, I used to oh, think oh. like, because I've been yes, to this, yeah. I've lived in the South, and I used to really like the humid heat there. Like I was like, ooh, it's sexy. I felt glistening and shit. But I don't have that here, so I don't feel sexy in this heat. No. <laughs> Sorry, I snorted. <laughs> and then people that live in humid heat are like, what is wrong with you? Why do you like it? I'm like, it's sexy. It's like, ooh. <laughs> yes, humidity is life. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, like, this mm-hmm. is what I mean when I say, like, that shared experience as yeah. Islander people. Like, I grew up on island. My whole life is about being on island. Mm. This is the most inland I have ever lived. And it's effing dry here. Like my skin hates it here. Like I look glistening because I did some like mist spray. Yes, she's looking beautiful people. It's it's all an illusion. But um, (laughs) like you need you need like humidifiers Mm -hmm. and shit here. You're like, we are not okay. We're like, we are not okay. Especially yeah, if you okay. That's why NorCal gets mm-hmm. so lit up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no moisture in the air. Yeah, just- <laughs> I told my mom once because I had a, a conference in NOLA, and I was like, "Mom, I could so live here." And she was like, "Well, I guess. I mean, it's kind of far, <laughs> but sure." This same woman, my mother, different conference, Hawaii. <laughs> She's like, you know, you can live there. It's so nice. I'm like, mom, no, New Orleans is closer. Same continent. Hawaii, not even on the continent. Make I it make sense, parents. mom. Make it make sense. That's a whole topic. <laughs> They're too funny. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. though. Whole mm-hmm. health and wellness topic on its own. <laughs> Okay, are we ready? What up, fam? Hey, Ohimas. We're interrupting normally. Oh, fuck. Hey, y'all. We're going to start a Patreon. Is that how you say it? Patreon? <laughs> you want shirts? You want... You want... <laughs> Why can't we fucking do this? Hey, Ohimas. We're interrupting your normally scheduled podcast to bring you a special announcement. Hey, we've got our very own Patreon page now where we'll be posting exclusive content. Yes, yes. So it will be uh, $5 a month um, if you join our Patreon. We're going to be answering the spicier questions that we can't have on the podcast. And uh, there's going to be a special episode involving a couple's game hosted by our very own Ohima team. And just a little teaser, Kat and I are going to be guests. Yes, with our partners, so with my husband. 
and my partner. Yes, uh, yes. Um, we'll also include episodes. Uh, in the episodes, we'll include bloopers, compilations, different things of that nature, photos, behind the scenes stuff, um, possibly Ahima team events. And we will probably be putting out a poll so we can figure out what kind of merch y'all want. Do you want some mugs with our faces on them? Do you want some shirts? Do you want some stickers? I mean, what you want? <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us, or, or mugs with quotes on them, like quotes from the podcast, quotes from you know our guests, or quotes from us, me and Mitra. Yes. We gonna have some playlists so you can see what we be listening to or what our guests are listening to. We're gonna put some recipes, some exclusive wellness tips and tricks from our guests and hosts. Yes. Um, And then we mostly want just some feedback from you, our listeners, um, about our Patreon um, and what you would all want to see um, and your contribution to this. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to making this a very enjoyable experience for you all. Um, we hope to have all these different things, videos, pics, behind the scenes stuff, scrap up stuff, um, extended podcast bits. We'll probably do early access, um, sneak peeks to our videos. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, things of that nature. So just be on the lookout, but definitely join us um, on our Patreon. We also want y'all to know that it is not mandatory to subscribe to our Patreon. We you listening is enough you sharing or liking posts is enough and we really appreciate all of you this is definitely just if you want to you know hear some juicier things or you know (laughs) i don't know what else to say (laughs) yes so we're yeah so we're basically looking forward to you all joining us on patreon um be on the lookout for all these different things coming up um during season two and beyond thank you And now back to the episode. Bye. (laughs) Well, this might be a random question, but what's your favorite food? Because I'm dying to know. (laughs) So my favorite food in general is seafood, like legitimately seafood. Mm. Um, I grew up in Japan, um, also like in the Philippines. So just I love fish cooked not cooked um if I could I would just have like sashimi Mm, all day every day my favorite (gasps) is taco which is octopus um so that's like that's like my jam pro tip if you like sashimi but sashimi is expensive obviously uh just look for the chirashi at any Japanese restaurant it's basically like 10 or so uh, slices Ooh. of sashimi on mm. sushi rice and it is bomb and it is mm. that's the way to go I like it ice cream um, I love coffee oh, products oh yummy so, like, any mm. any coffee ice cream <laughs> I'm like similar. Mm, to everything <laughs> uh, yeah and I like mint chip Ooh, okay uh, because I was a girl scout Aw, that's cute. <laughs> and I, I still have to, like, support the Girl Scouts in my life. Yes, of course. Um, oh, yes? We so I will <laughs> always buy 
you know, the Thin Mint. Ooh, freaking love um, the Thin Mint. That's my mm, favorite Girl Scout cookie. You have it with some milk, you know what I'm saying? When you're feeling mm, kind of, you know, you need to treat yourself. I have to watch my sugar, but you know, yes. it is what it is. You just got to it tastes so good. I know I'm yeah. over here saying mm to everything while I'm a vegan right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't eat anything. I'm just like, yeah, tell me about that sashimi. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I think, did you say your comfort food? I don't remember. Or was ice cream your comfort food? Um, Comfort food. I mean, uh, I don't really know if I have like a particular comfort food that I land on I guess it just depends um my favorite I guess my favorite comfort food was Taco Bell that's so funny I was gonna say I was gonna say tacos are my favorite comfort food for some reason like any kind of tacos I don't care tofu right now but when I used to eat meat (laughs) chicken yeah, and carnitas, love yeah. tacos. Uh, They're just the best. I could eat them all day long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that meat dish, oh, yeah. that Filipino meat dish you were describing, <gasps> Ooh, makes bomb oh tacos. <laughs> yeah, seasick mm. tacos. Really good. I was like, Ooh, mm. sorry. Also, I so um, in Persian culture, like hosting is just like such a big deal. Like it, like. Persians really want to be like really good hosts. It's like part of our culture. So my other question was going to be like, when you're hosting people, what's like your favorite food to make or provide? Oh, I know this. So Filipinos, mm-hmm. the expectation is lumpia. Yeah, and Kat said, said lumpia. Uh, she did. She's <laughs> like, oh, I think I know what she's going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also like, a thing um, mm, to have like, okay. bags of it frozen, ready, readily available to mm. just cook in your freezer because you just never know. Like you're like you, you never know. <laughs> have it ready because I love yeah, that because that's the expectation yeah. is that you're gonna bring the lumpia, um, which is why like. I asked my sister this morning, like, you, you want lumpia? Because I sent this prompt and I feel bad, like, asking people to bring food and I don't have food ready. <laughs> it's so interesting how our culturals, our cultures, even though they're very different, they're also very universally mm. the same, you know? Like, because in my culture, too, serving, like, is a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always a thing. Yeah, yeah. like, it's a whole process. Even, like, when someone comes to visit you they call it Amanya and you say the person's like oh I came to here to visit you because of blah 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 like that my parents actually do it when other Ghanians are well I should say Ashanti's are in the room so yeah and they do it with every time my my husband comes <laughs> my husband's just like uh, okay or um my now my sister's fiance yes, yes. when uh, he comes in. yeah so it's actually kind of it's actually kind of funny but even just serving when guests come how you start you serve them water, juice, sodas, depending on the household, mm-hmm. alcohol, you know, it's very, I, and then when you serve food, it's very like, I love that. Yeah. In, in Persian culture, yeah. I feel like it's always starts off with like tea, tea. It's always mm-hmm. tea. Tea is always there. <laughs> like that's like a huge part of it. Oh, yeah, and then there's so. always like, you know, like bread and like cheese sometimes and like fruits 
cucumbers, I feel like are always there. <laughs> um, but yeah, nuts, things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh same thing. Like it's a very, like, it's a whole tradition when there's guests that come in and it's like really important to be a good host in Persian culture. It's like a yeah. big deal so much so that like, sometimes people joke, like, I mean, those of us in diaspora <laughs> joke about like how extra our parents can be sometimes with <laughs> Like, like in, I don't know, um, my younger, look at all, we're all reacting. My (laughs) younger sibling will probably be also contributing to this, but like, sometimes like our parents, like, especially my dad can be so extra, like I'm saying this in a loving way. If he ever somehow, for some reason listens to this, Um, but like, say you came over for a meal, both of you, uh, yet you know my dad would be like oh do you want some of this do you want some of this like, oh well you need to take some food home with you and you could be like oh no no it's okay and he's like oh no and he's already like putting it in like containers for you and like mm-hmm. and then you gotta keep them containers forever till the next time I don't know if, if anybody else's parents does this but like my dad will even keep he'll like save because I mean Persians eat a lot of yogurt and he'll save He'll wait, save. Wait a second. He'll, <laughs> yes, it's yes, a Tupperware. Yes, 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 yes. And so I'll be yes. like, damn, he's giving me a, yes. a lot of yogurt. Yes. And then I open it, it's like rice, it's like fresh, it's like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. This makes me think about those Danish cookie tins. You mean so? (laughs) And then when you open it and it's actually the cookies, it's the best thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So whenever we have like a cousin bringing, usually it's a partner or whoever to, to a family event, the the pro tip is, listen, when you're done eating, do not discard your plate. Just keep your plate and put leave something on your plate. Because <laughs> if you are caught or seen plateless, this is the, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get in, you're going to get yelled at because mm-hmm. you're going to be accused of not liking the food. And then you're going to be told, is something <laughs> wrong with you? Are you not hungry? And then a plate is going to be made for you and it's going to be shoved in your face. And then you're going to be watched uh, to be made sure you eat said food. So if you do not want that to happen. Oh man, that's so funny. Your plate. Sounds like my Aunt Aggie. Uh, for those of you who know my Aunt Aggie, she's like basically my mom because <laughs> she was pretty much part of the community that raised us. Every time we go to this woman's house, She'll make us eat and eat and eat and eat. It's like, auntie, no, do you want some more? Let me make some more. Okay, so I'm going cute. to the fridge. Let me go. Let me, you want some more? Okay. I'm like, auntie. And then my poor husband's like burping because he's so yeah. full. And she's like, keep eating, keep eating. It's like, auntie. And then the next she she wants to take pictures too. So we're taking pictures. I'm like, auntie. That's, that's so cute. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got an auntie and her move is to like <laughs> spread her arms out like this. So us cousins, it's called the auntie. Dog. That's so sweet. <laughs> she's the shortest of all of our aunties too. So I think that's her way of like making sure she keeps um, that space. Yeah. She's like vertically. That's, I like not. that. <laughs> 
She's like, I'm about to make my presence known. Okay, I don't care how short I am. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I like that we all bonded mm-hmm. on that yogurt container thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. Uh, I'll be opening my fridge. I'm back at my it mom's house. Really opening is. the fridge. Oh, um, this looks like strawberry yogurt. I'm about to eat some, it's rice some granola. <laughs> you open it, some rice or gari or jollof rice. Usually it's jollof rice. Watch it. Sometimes it's a soup Ooh. and sometimes it's frozen. In the, okay. They put it in the freezer. Okay. And you're like, okay, we're using this. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's that's also very universal. Yeah, that's a I little love interesting. That. But anyway, um, so just kind of just, you know, thinking about our conversation and um, with everything that you've gone through and even within your community, how that's made you feel, the highs and the lows. What is one thing that you could tell um, Penai women or just women in general in your community that would kind of uplift them through their health and wellness journey um, or, you know, just kind of like an encouragement? as they, whatever they may be going through? So um, what I think about is as Asian women, as Pacific of women, um, like we're seen as a certain way, right? Like pretty subservient or Mm. hypersexualized often Mm. invisible still um, and only made visible to fit certain molds. And when I think about being an Asian woman or a Pacifica woman, we're clearly so much more than that, right? And it's been modeled for me in so many different ways. Um, I'm I'm grateful that my my the women in my family are so not quiet and Mm. very loud and boisterous, and that brings with Mm -hmm. it a lot of power and a lot of great. a lot of great ways to take up yeah. space, uh, you know, not just like in a physical way, but in other ways, socially, mentally, mm. um, in the community of people, right? Um, but then I also think about, you know, in the media, like what was modeled for me in terms of Asians mm. um, and Pacific mm. Islander women. And, and yeah, I'm going to bring up Sailor Moon here because cannot forget yeah. my girls. Yes, uh, my please. Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> and Sailor Moon, um, the Sailor Senshi, they were such a huge influence on me um, and continue to be because this was the very first time I saw like a group of women. Mm. Granted, they were like 14-year-old, like middle school mm. girls and no one ever like brings that up, but that's that's another conversation. Mm. <laughs> uh, but they, they were like these group of women and they all represented, you know, different identities. We also saw the very first like mm. gender non-conforming individual with mm. Sailor Uranus, which was huge for the queer community, right? Um, and they just you know, really stuck to these tenets of justice and love and sisterhood and uh, community. Uh, and they were cute and they were kawaii yeah. and they, you know, like just yeah. really stuck together. Um, and, and, and it was really something that I always held on to as I continued to 
Mm. to grow and evolve. Um, And I bring this back up because as an Asian woman, as a woman, uh, as a Pacifica person, um, we don't have to do things alone and we are not invisible. Mm -hmm. And our community is so important and having that sisterhood is also important. And I don't say this to say like you don't you don't need men in your life or there can't be like strong folks who might present as men in your life. But I say this to say that there's something mm. so powerful and important about having strong women and folks who present yeah, mm-hmm. as women um, in your life uh, and what that could mean for you as an Asian yes. woman. Um, because it's, it's about that femininity and that matriarchy mm, that's just, yes. there's nothing yeah. else like it, right? Um, and, and I don't know what that means for mm, each yeah. person. Uh, it's going to look different. It's going to sound and feel yeah. different, but it's necessary because in that matriarchy and that femininity, we can really think about what it means to be in touch with mm. our emotions, be in touch with mm. our softness, be in touch with our yeah. vulnerability, right? Um, and I think that allows us to engage with our mm-hmm. masculinity too, um, which is very necessary. And we don't know how to, to do that often. Uh, so that's kind of what I think about when you ask me, what can I say to other women, Asian women, Pacifica women? Um, and that community doesn't have to be rooted in just yes. Asian women or just yes. Pacific women. It should be just yeah. folks in your life, right? Because my community are not just mm-hmm. Asian women or they're not just Pacific women. And that adds to the, the diversity yeah. of what makes mm. my community whole and beautiful yeah. and what makes, allows it to sustain itself. Um, so I guess that would just be my recommendation of like, don't limit yourself to just people who might look like you and sound like you, although you need them, but all, and also, right. Like, what could it also look like? I feel like we have this sh- same shared experience. Cause I know we talk about this all the time because we know people who only just hang out with people in their community. They don't have a, like a diverse mm. group of friends. And I feel like it's also like a learning thing too, right. Where, if you stick with the same people, they all mm-hmm. think alike and they there's not any really critical change, but maybe you might meet somebody else in their community does something completely different. You can bring it mm-hmm. back to your own community. And then it's just, you know, it's just, it, it, that's how mm-hmm. it works, you know? And so I really like that point that you made because I do know folks who maybe just only hang out with black people and that's it, or only hang out with white people and that's it, or Asian women, mm-hmm. or, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen that and it's like, I'm really thankful that I think I've created a community for myself where it's not just Ghanaian women or Ghanaian people or African people. It's literally pretty much from almost every continent, at least. So, yeah. yeah. And then point. there's like beautiful moments like we all just had where we all bonded over the same fucking thing and we're all different. Good. You know, like come, we all come from different cultures. Some of us have overlapping, but like, you know what I mean? That was really cool to like all yeah. bond on that and be like, yeah. oh my God, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 
That's yeah. exactly the point. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like if I could frame it in the in the analogy mm-hmm. of of the comfort food. We don't all turn mm-hmm. to the same right. comfort mm-hmm. food when we're when we're feeling away. Yeah. If we did, we would hate right. that comfort food. It's not something we would enjoy right. anymore. So that's the same way I think of like mm. of of perspective taking. It it behooves us mm-hmm. to look at yeah. things differently, yes. to create diversity in our life. It's just a better way to explore what we have around us. Otherwise we're just cheating ourselves and then we're not going to really like what we selected for ourselves. Right. Um, And it just helps, you know, in that learning journey that we all have, because everyone loves to say that I'm a learner. (laughs) So what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was well, an this awesome, was great, right? this was an awesome yes. conversation. Yeah. Yes. So thank you, Kat, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Is there any place where uh, anyone can find you that you would like to be found? If not too, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to be found. Yes. yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, I do work for a public uh, tier one research university, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really, um, I really appreciate where I work because uh, one, I graduated from there, so my return on investment is pretty good. I think they pay me now. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about working for the uh, UC system too. It's like you know what? At least they're paying me back something. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's a whole other conversation mm, yes. about health and wellness too. I mean, you, you should get paid yes. for what you do, and mm-hmm. then like benefits and that whole, all yeah. sort of thing. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, I do work at UC Davis. So if folks would like to know about my retention background, the ways in which I support students, uh, they're welcome to explore more the work that I do uh, through my retention initiative website, which is apiretention.ucdavis.edu. Otherwise, (laughs) I am on the grams. Um, it is a private account, uh, but you can find me there um, at kj.ppt. And that PPT, yeah, it does mean PowerPoint. I'm an I'm a educator. <laughs> I don't know how else to look at the world. <laughs> uh, that's so cute. <laughs> well, thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.